This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. And school is out for summer. It is out for summer and that means that the kids are going to be home and around us a lot more. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but you know what it also means? That they're going to be on their devices a whole lot more unless we as parents set some rules, some boundaries, some guidelines. And so we need to talk about social media and online safety with the greatest Paul Davis, of course, social media and online safety educator and expert. Paul, how are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Good, good. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for your tips, your advice. We're going to talk about um, summer technology and devices mm-hmm. and screen time, as well as some new um, social media platforms that are out that I've never even heard of. Is that right? We're going to talk a lot about summertime technology and the number one platform sweeping every teenager in high school called Timu. Your kids have heard it. You may have heard it. We're going to educate you on it. I've never heard it. So I cannot wait to find out what this one is all about. So, Paul, where should we start? School's out. School is out. And you know that the first thing that these kids are going to do is grab their devices and they're going to get comfy on the sofa and just go to town. It's much different than when it was when we were kids, right, Paul? Like, it was go outside, ride your bike. We would climb um, to the roof of the the public schools, like, nearby to grab the tennis balls. And we wouldn't come home until the streetlights came up. That doesn't exist anymore. You know, I remember exactly that. I used to live in a home where they had laneways. And we used to go into the laneway and climb on top of the uh, garages there. And then we climb on the trees and we'd hang out. I'm not promoting any of this, by the way. <laughs> stuff that our parents- I am, go do it, kids. Stuff it's that a lot our, better. <laughs> stuff that our parents didn't know about and we got home and they say, what'd you do? I'm like, nothing. And we were out there with each other playing. And, you know, I really like to go back to that time where we get to play with each other. Because before we get into the great stuff that tech can do over summer, I, I want to share a story two weeks ago in the city of Toronto in a rather affluent area. I remember sitting- it was two hours before I had my parent presentation and I was sitting at a cafe. I love people watching. And the two hours that I was at this cafe, I observed many students, but nine in particular, and they were all girls, had these $1,000 phones, probably more expensive than that. And they were all by themselves at different points. And they were sitting by themselves enjoying very you know, expensive cafes and lattes and all that. And I looked and I thought, where are your friends? Nine of them. It wasn't just one that I observed because, you know, obviously we, I mean, I, travel all the time but these are kids that were when you and I talk about when we left school we hung out with each other and the one thing that really stuck out is that they were all on their phones the whole time and one I could see very clearly all it was was Snapchat Instagram and I'm thinking that's your friendship group like where are give me one person find one person you just all left school that's why you're here you left school where are the friends hang out put the technology away talk and there was none of that I observed nine of them in two hours and I felt so sad for them. I honestly did. It just, I don't know what the situation is. Everybody has a story. You know it. I know it. Yeah. I just felt that was very sad to observe. My whole point is I want our kids out. There. I believe tech, you know that, but I want yeah. our kids out there. You know, you, you don't need a thousand friends. 
I don't have a thousand friends. We know a lot of people, but a friendship group is one, two, three people. Find that person, get together, sit down, put technology away and just be a kid. And over summer, I like reduced technology. I really do. Mm. I like being more active, being out there, uh, doing fundraising events, helping those people in need, like just doing things, right? And tech can always be a wonderful assistant, which we'll talk about, you know, how cool it can be. It can be there to connect with our parents. It can be there to, you know, connect with that friend who's not in the media area who lives far away. But get out there. Like we not we need to bring kids back to being kids. And I bleed Absolutely. tech, but I just love seeing kids be kids. And you know what, Paul? I am all for social. You know, I'm a content creator, so I'm on it 24-7. Yeah. Um, and I know the good that it can come from it, but I also know the downside of it. But I'm telling you, summertime, I am all for getting out there and living in the moment. Our summers are short. So, like, let's not waste them away in front of a screen, you know? So, So let's, yeah, let's talk. So, one thing I I love to promote is, okay, so if you and I, let's say you and I knew each other in high school and we got together for a coffee, you and I would say, hey, Pina, do you remember that time? You'd be like, yeah, I remember that. So, the stories we're sharing are based on memories. You may have forgotten a story I brought up. And then we meet a mutual friend who we went to school with. And the yeah. best part is we don't have phones to show what happened. We have stories from our heads and we I talk know. about it. We, we relive it. And as we speak about it, it comes back. We feel as if we were part of it because we were not going through a picture that was taken saying, what happened? Because you took a picture of something, but you didn't live it. We lived it. And now we get to share it and express it. And we feel all over again because... We're sharing how we felt at the time. When you take a picture, you reflect on what you saw, which is static. When we talk about our experiences without technology, we're reliving it. And I tell kids now, if there's one thing I'd like you to do over summer, develop a memory that requires no technology. You, your two, three, four, five, ten friends, do something. And the only way you will remember it is when you get together with those friends and you talk about it all over again. So, So true. Do that. Get rid of the tech for one day. I don't care if it's a party. I don't care if it's an adventure. Put the tech away and all the memories will be between you and those individuals at that time. How special is that too? thousand percent. And not only the special, but I love the fact that we grew up in that era because, Paul, there's no proof of anything. You know, the best part about Generation X is that we can literally say, you know what, Pina, I remember the time you did that. And yeah. you say, Paul, I have no idea what you're talking about. No recollection. there's no proof. There's zero yeah. proof. I'm like, no, Pina, you remember? No, Paul, I don't remember that. And can you please stop talking about that in front of my employer? Because it never happened. And I don't want them to know that it happened. That's the best deny, part about... Deny, deny, deny. That's the best part about Gen X is that everything is based on memory. And if we ever got called out on something that we did and we all do something that's stupid, we can deny it. But everything today is documented and you can't deny it because look at the sign behind me. The internet never forgets. And once it's posted, it'll always be referenced. It will always (laughs) be there. We are talking with Paul Davis, social media and online educator and expert. Don't go anywhere because we will be back with more right here on The Parenting Show on 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. 
Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back. This is the Parenting Show on 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Tina Crispo, chicmama.ca. And we are talking about summertime tech and social media and being safe online with Paul Davis, our social media and online educator and expert. Paul, we were talking about growing up and how it was different for us versus kids these days. Because these days, everything is documented. Mm-hmm. Everything's actually, you know what? I want to I want to get our producer, Katia, on. Katia, turn your mic on. I'm here. Because you said something during the break. Do you remember what you said? I wrote it down. I, I was talking about Snapchat memories and Instagram memories and how they always remind you every single year. And I made the point that not all memories are good memories. And it's hard to move on every every year because you're reminded of all these bad memories of course some of them are good but the bad ones it's hard to move on from absolutely and i was thinking about that thank you katia i was thinking about that because i am approaching the anniversary of my father's passing it's going to be eight years later this month and i avoid those social media memories that pop up like the plague right now because what does it do it brings me back to that place and time. And sometimes, yeah, there's good memories that it brings you back to and you smile and you love it. But this time of year for me, it brings me back to a really horrible place and time because then I remember, you know, the struggles and the hardships and my final moments with my dad. So when you said that, Katia, I was like, that's exactly what I thought of. And it's true. So we are going to, we're going to, we're going to look at social media and device time and, and all of that stuff a little bit differently this summer. Right, Paul? Right. We're going to, in fact, if we're talking about our younger kids under 13, we're not even going to bring up social media because they're That's not allowed to right. be on. So everyone asks me, what's the age? Well, we go by TOS, Terms of Service, predicated on COPA, the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, which states you must be 13 years of age. So parents should respect that just because. When I get asked by a friend over a coffee, what do you think the age is? I've always recommended 14, 15 plus, but I've always said, let's at least respect 13. Now, Keep them off there. So what else can our kids do? So here's what I've been promoting forever. Number one, I'd like your kids to take an interest in computer programming, otherwise known as coding. When you get into coding, you can make games, apps, puzzles, get into robotics. The um, creation possibilities are endless because basically taking concepts for what's in your head and you make it happen on a screen. There is nothing safer than coding. You're not bullied, you're not threatened, you're not harassed, you don't see anything inappropriate. You're taking concepts in your head, you make it happen on the screen, you feel rewarded because it works so amazing. Your friends download it, they want to use it, they want to play it, and you walk around like you're a hero. I keep talking about that's how I got my start in technology by coding as a kid, and I try and inspire kids by letting them know the possibilities can be endless. But I also quantify that, look, if you start coding and you don't like it, that's acceptable. Not everyone's going to be a coder. I mean, my daughters aren't coders just because I'm a coder, but you have to ask them to try it. It takes about five or six months to realize whether you like it or not. If you like it, there's an amazing career ahead of you. If you don't, I know some of you will be plumbers, construction workers, engineers, you know, athletes, musicians, whatever. It doesn't matter. But while you were coding, you developed also critical thinking, which is awesome because it applies to other things in life. They can start off with something simple like Scratch. Scratch is a programming language, which is very visual. And once you <clears throat> master that, which takes about four, five, six months, you'll probably be bored of it. 
And kids are really good at doing Scratch. But then if that's when they realize they like it, then we go into something else like Python, JavaScript, C Sharp, start making those amazing games, apps. I keep promoting robotics. Get into robotics. It's a huge emerging field. Robots are being used in hospitals, in construction sites, in warehouses. But here's the thing about robots. They're useless unless a person tells yeah. it what to do. And that's through its language, which is computer programming. So the, the opportunities are literally endless. I met a student, uh, nine years old in Aurora, not too long ago. He programs in JavaScript. For context, one of the most difficult language to learn for an adult, but a nine-year-old. And that evening, his parents showed up to the presentation and they came up proudly said, hey, my child was the one engaging with you, saying they program in JavaScript. I said, that's amazing. And my point was, you know, we need to develop more coders because what we're doing is we're going around the world begging people to come to our country to code for us. Well, when I shared that with the parents, they smiled and said, that's exactly why we came to Canada. Because they were both coders. They were wow. sought out from where, yeah. So they came to Canada for this amazing opportunity that was given to them. They had their child over here. Now the child's taking in their parents' footsteps. I mean, it's a whole coding oh, family. I got goosebumps. Yeah. And so if our kids can realize there's opportunity here by doing something with the technology they already have, you just need a computer and internet access and you can start coding as long as you, again, hit the right website and get the right technology. You can start making simple games and apps. This summer, I would love for your kids to make a simple, basic, boring app. Just make it because that sense of accomplishment is going to make them feel amazing. And then they'll say, okay, let's add on to it or let's create something better. Let's create something more complex. But the whole point is start creating. So now when you're looking at that screen, which still needs to be limited, and we'll get it to time in a moment, at least it's not consumption. It's what yeah. I call creation. And creation is one of the three components of daily screen time. So I break down screen time into three categories. One category should be dedicated for education, learning, school, even learning during summer. The second category consumption. Let them be a kid. They're allowed to let them play their favorite games, watch your favorite TV shows. Let them do it. They're allowed to. The third component is creation, coding, blogging, app development, robotics, podcasting, all the amazing things they can do online. Now, when you take that daily amount of, of screen time and you break it up and you incorporate, you know, walking the dog, making dinner, cutting the grass, shoving the snow, talking to the neighbors, because it's not consecutive amount of screen time, that's the first positive. And because only one of the three is classified as consumption, screen time does not have to be a negative. It can be a positive. But here's the thing. Parents need to be invested. Don't just say to your child, all right, an hour and a half of coding, an hour and a half of playing games, an hour and a half, and make sure. No, no, they're not going to do it. They're going to do it all together. Yeah. You need to be there. You need to separate it and you know, have them earn it in a bit, in a way, so that when they are on a screen, there's a sense of a reward. But it's not all consumption. Only one to three is. And now screen time does not have to be looked upon as a negative. You know what? I love that. I love that you've broken it down into these three categories. And you've talked about it on the show before. And I think it's really, really important that you're incorporating fun with education um, all together. You know? And you're not, it's not like you're being a hard ass on your kid where it's like, nope. You cannot watch your favorite shows. You can't do this. No, you're still giving them that. But it's just sitting down with them. And I always say communication is key. Communicating with them. The importance of the fact that there's these three different categories and why there's three different categories. 
right? So I absolutely love it. And you talk about coding. I've never got into coding, but you do talk about blogging and podcasting and that is my world. And I absolutely love it. And that's what I teach at Humber College for my radio broadcasting students, my second year uh, broadcasting students. And there's so much out there that the kids can jump online um, and create. And it is so much fun and so easy to start. It's basic. Everybody has a tech. If you have a computer, you have internet access, you can create a website and you can podcast in literally minutes. Not like back in the day when I was making websites, which used to take a day to make a page, upload it to this place called the internet, <laughs> cross your fingers, hope that everything you typed in worked perfectly. Otherwise, something's off. The page doesn't look good. Had to now recreate it or go and look for a line that was just off because we were doing you know, native HTML back then. Now it's easy. You have platforms that you enter your ideas, you click publish, you've got a website. You visit something like anchor.fm, you record your voice, you click publish, it's blasted to Spotify and to Apple Music and to Google Podcasts. It's so easy. I want kids getting into that and we can talk about that more if you like, but it's just so easy to do. And yet that is building a positive digital foot one, which parents aren't thinking about. And that's important. So let's do that. I want to hear more about it. Don't go anywhere. This is The Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's News, Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. And we are back. This is The Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca, and I've got my good friend and good friend of the show, Paul Davis, online and social media educator and expert. Paul, you were just talking about creating online. And you had some more to say, and I want to hear it. So I'm throwing it back to you. <laughs> so what a lot of parents don't um, see in the ideas of blogging and podcasting is that when your child is engaging in that, at a very young age, you're establishing a positive digital footprint. And we keep talking about this positive footprint and what it is, and it's very um, tech complicated. But when you look at someone's positive influence in the world, it's what they've done online. So <clears throat> social media will be here today, gone tomorrow. But if there's one thing you will own is your website. Yes. If there's one thing you will own is your podcast. And imagine a kid creating, and I love this example all the time, which is, you know, I talk about, I'll ask kids in grade three, four, and five, how many of you love baking cookies? And all the hands go up. And I'll say, wouldn't it be cool to have a website about your, the cookies you make? And they're all, yeah. Okay. So I pick a student out, ask them their name. And let's say, the child's name is Pina. I say, okay, Pina, what's your favorite cookie? And I say, chocolate chip. Oh, yeah, me too. Okay, how about let's create a website about all the cookies you make. So take a picture, upload it to your website. You put the ingredients below. You put the instructions below that. You publish it. Now you come to school and you're going to share that with all your friends. Hey, guys, go and visit my website. And creating a website is free. And they're like, okay, great idea. And then I say, if your parents want to spend $15 a year, that's one five. Do you know that you can get your own custom website name? How would this sound? I look at the child and say, Pina loves baking cookies.com. 
Pina, the amazing baker.ca, you should see their eyes light up. Why? And now they're looking at their friends like, this is such a cool idea. And then I say, you'll come to school. You're going to go to your teacher and say, may I please write my website name? And the teacher will let you write the website name up on the whiteboard. And and all your friends will go home and they'll bookmark and they'll come to your website once a week and look at all the amazing cookies you bake. Oh, and by the way, you have a friend who likes making cakes? They can be part of your website where one section is baking cakes, one section is baking cookies. You guys like hockey? Open up a, a website about being a hockey player, athlete, musician, artist. You like ants? It doesn't matter what it is. Start creating. Now, you may not be a cookie baker when you grow up, but when someone Googles you and they say, you know what, Pina, you're awesome. Uh, we're looking for an engineering position. Your qualifications are amazing. But we noticed that you had a website for about 10 years about baking cookies. Um, you know what? That's a positive. Why? Because I'm looking at how you inspired people while you were a baker. So it shows me your personality. It shows me you're willing to give and educate. And parents need to know that that is a positive in the world of profiling because we get profiled every single day online. Now, what happens if you want to open up a podcast? Well, why don't you incorporate your podcast with your blog? And with podcasts, I say to kids, sit in front of a microphone, talk about whatever you want, blast it out there. Your parents are going to listen to it. They're going to share with all their friends, going to say, hey, my child has a podcast. And now your kid has a podcast once a week on whatever. Maybe they like the Toronto Maple Leafs. Maybe they love baking. Maybe they're an athlete themselves. It doesn't matter. Speak, record, upload it, share it. And then you can have that as an isolated component. You can blend it into your blog. And now you've developed a footprint and you're only in grade four, five, six. Imagine how amazing you will look in 10 years from now when you're looking for those amazing opportunities and people see how invested you were in a young age to be an amazing yes. human being. I love it. And and for the record, you know, how you said you tell your teacher and your teacher will put that website on the board. Yep. Like I said, I teach second year radio students at Humber. If any of my students came in and they're like, P or miss, I've got a website. Can I write on the board? I'm like, yeah, you can. <laughs> of course, we will review it first and say, okay, it's a broken. We'll, up- <laughs> we'll post it. But what are kids going to do? They're going to post, you know, pictures of their cookies and of them. I- there's a great story of a young girl by the name of Rosa who saw my presentation with her mom. She left the presentation. She wanted to open up a website and Rosa makes beeswax candles. And so anyways, I reviewed the website and I learned how to make beeswax candles because she kind of showed you how to do it. But then I noticed mom linked her child's Facebook, uh, sorry, her child's website to her Facebook page. So her mother was selling her daughter's candles. And I said, Hey, I saw you're selling your daughter. I'd love to buy some candles every day. My presentation, to grade four, fives, and sixes, they see the slide, which has the pictures of the five candles that were shipped to me, along with the handwritten note saying, Dear Mr. Davis, thank you for buying my candles. I hope you like them. Happy face, Rosa. And I look at kids and I say, that's why I do what I do every day, because you can be different. You can be inspirational. And then over the past month, I show them a picture of Rosa because I met her a month ago in Huntsville when I was doing a parent presentation. Mom said, hey, I want you to meet Rosa and there's Rosa and now she's 11 and a half years old. She still has a business. She's still at school. She's still making candles. She's such an inspiration. That is so good. And I always talk about how much I love and adore kid entrepreneurs. Love it. Oh my God. I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. But I got I got to shift gears now because okay. it's burning in my head. And I'm yeah. like, I need to ask at the top of the show, you said something about a new app out there, Timu. And you said it's like taking like kids by storm (laughs) and I've never heard of it. So I'm intrigued and I'm like, what is this? What do I need to know? What is Timu? Timu spelled T-E-M-U. They have taken um, 
teenagers uh, by storm through social engineering. Most adults don't know what it is, but over the past two months while in schools, and I speak at a very rapid pace between grade seven and 12, when I get to the slide, which shows the Timu logo, I take a quick pause. That pause, all you hear now is mumbling. High schools, rumbling, grade seven, eight, mumbling. Why? Because now they know I have something to say and they've already downloaded it. So what is Timu? Timu is a platform that if you had to look at it on the web, on the front end, it looks like Etsy. On the back end, if you're familiar with AliExpress and all the independent stores from Asia, they're selling their products to this one platform called Timu. And Timu's claim to fame is, we're going to sell it to you cheap. We're going to get it to you in no time. And if we're late, we're going to give you credits. And if you share your um, ID code, they're called promo codes, we will give you $5 for everyone that, that everyone that signs up. And these kids are sharing, they're blasting the promo codes out saying, sign up, sign up, sign up. But when you sign up, I get $5 and you get $5 or whatever it is, 10, whatever bonus it is. And then they use it to buy a product. So I started looking at the app. But that sounds okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting now. Okay. <laughs> the first problem is the app. It is the, one of the most invasive apps in the world in oh. terms of gathering data, in terms of social engineering. And I'm look, I'm not here to judge anyone who wants to order a $5 product from halfway around the world with free shipping, except you don't use the app. So when I show them the logo of the app, the first thing I say to them is, now you and I are going to pretend we're friends and friends are honest with each other. So as a friend, I would tell you, you're going to delete the app when you leave this presentation. You're going to power down your phone, power it back on, flush all the files out, and you will stop using the app. And then the next slide reads, this is how you will use Timu if you must use it. And there's a reason for that, because the app, it's invasive in itself. You can still order, but my objective is to make sure they're not ordering using the app. And then there's some other prerequisites, which we can get into the next segment. Because if you're going to order, I know some parents are cringing right now saying, oh, yeah, I got that. Yeah, oh. I ordered. What could be so bad? In the next segment, we'll tell you exactly what you're going to get and exactly how you need to order because it's important not to use your personal information credit card-wise. And I'll explain that momentarily. Okay. I'm uh, I'm a little scared right now, but I'm also happy because I never heard of it and <laughs> we do not have it. So that is good. That is good. So we're going to take a quick break. And for those of you that have the app, delete it. We'll be back with more right here on The Parenting Show on 640 Toronto.
You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. This is The Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto, and I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. I'm here with good friend of the show, and my personal good friend, Mr. Paul Davis. He's our social media and online educator and expert, and I haven't said it yet today, Paul guru (laughs) i say it every time you're on okay so we're talking about timu and you're saying that it's it's a shopping app so i was like i don't get it paul what is the big deal so yeah i've got apps on my phone for all kinds of stores that i like to shop at so why is timu different you're saying it's like the most invasive app out there it's one of the most invasive apps out there in terms of data collection having said that um, you know, when I analyze apps and I look at people that reverse engineer apps, it's not an app you want to have. For example, I would never put TikTok on my smartphone for all the reasons I've given because it's an invasive app. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timu is very similar. Having said that, you've got people listening right now that are wanting to order product. I mean, I've ordered product because I have to educate my audience as to what you might get and what the experience might be like. But I, do, I first and foremost, as a privacy guy, as a cyber guy, don't use the app. Okay, so let's say you go to the Timu website. I'm actually looking at the Timu website on another screen. It looks like Etsy in the front end. It looks very clean in terms of ordering stuff. All the products are incredibly inexpensive. They give you all these amazing deals and offers, which is fantastic. If you are going to order, do not use your credit card or your debit card. What I recommend is you're going to buy a prepaid Visa gift card, whatever dollar amount you want, or, and this is how I do it, I use PayPal because PayPal is amazing at protecting you in case a transaction goes bad. If the product is defective and you want to, and they don't help you out, PayPal will support you. They'll put a hold on the funds, they'll inquire, and they'll come to a resolution. And many times, of course, when it's legit, they're always going to, uh, be on the side of the buyer. So if you have to purchase, you're going to purchase off of the website. It's uh, timu.com. You're not going to use your credit card or your debit card. And most importantly, do not use or share promo codes to try and entice other people to get on it. Because what's happening when you share your promo code is that you are sharing your connection. So let's say you click on my promo code, Pina, you, mm-hmm. and you start buying stuff. Well, your shopping habits and my shopping habits are now connected, meaning... They want to find out how we know each other, how we interact with each other, see if we're connected online with each other, and then our shopping habits, which means they know how to target to us even better. Now, you share a promo code with Katya. Katya uses it. Well, now Katya is actually connected with me and you because there's a connection because I got you on board, you got her on board. You see how this works? So stop sharing promo code and stop using the promo codes. But kids, here's why they fell for it. First of all, the tagline was shop like a billionaire. And I tell kids, you do know that billionaires don't buy $5 products with free shipping from halfway around the world, right? So I don't know how you thought that was logical, but let's move on. But now they're saying, all right, I got you. Hey, bring us some of your friends. We'll give you a $5 credit. Yeah, it's enticing. And so where do I see this? They're doing it on Snapchat. They're doing it on Instagram. They're doing on messenger platforms. They're blasting their promo codes and hoping that people open up accounts. There are people on Snapchat who are willing to sell you inappropriate content at a reduced amount if you actually sign up under their promo code. I mean, it's that desperate and they're they're doing a good job at it. So my position with kids is I'm not judging if you want to order those products and there's a lot of garbage, 
just do it with the way I told you. Pina, I know you, I know that our audience can't see this, but I have to order products. I did a bit of an unboxing and put it on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And one piece that I didn't show because it came after the fact, I ordered a $7 camera and here it is. Yeah, I wanted it for my car. I just want to have a little spy cam from a car, you know, in case it was an accident. One, So I charged this. Now take a look on that side. You can, can you so see how? For, yeah. For those of you guys, obviously listening, you can't see. So yeah. Paul's showing me this. It's like, it's a small little square cube camera, but the side that he's showing me is melted. What is going on? I plug this in and all of a sudden I hear my wife yelling, what smells like burning rubber? I don't know. I go upstairs. What is that? And sure enough, there's this camera melting away. If we weren't home, it could. And so look, my whole point is you're going to get a lot of garbage. I remember ordering these um, headphones that look like AirPod Pros, $7.97. I said, let's try it out. So if you know, if you need to flex because you want to rock around with, you know, knockoff AirPods, that's your choice. I did to find out what the quality was like. Well, sure enough, it was pure garbage. So if I'm asked, if you're asking me as a friend, would I order electronics off there? No. Is yeah. there other cool things like are there dog leashes and all that? Sure. But you know, I'm the kind of guy that says support local. Having said all that, be careful of the products you order. Now I'm going to give them props. When I reported the uh, camera, I got a credit right away. They don't even want to see it. They just said, we're going to give you your money back right away. I thought, okay, at least they're doing that. But now here's the other thing. And I'm hoping that, um, Someone from your uh, new station is listening. There's a whole geopolitical component to this, which I would love to explain in more detail. And here's where I've got an issue. How do you order $25 worth of product, have it flown over with air transportation? They don't ship by boat like AliExpress does. That takes 60 to 90 days. You're getting product in 10 to 14 days delivered to your door by air. It lands in Canada. In many cases, it goes to a distribution center. It gets repackaged there and sent off. The shipping cost would exceed. Yeah, I don't get it. How do they do it? And that's going to be part of my little geopolitical piece about something is going on deeper than we can see because it's impossible. Because I took the package that came to me that was repackaged in Ontario and I went back to Canada Post. I said, how much would this cost for me to send it back to the shipper, which was in Mark? Oh, you, Paul, would do this? Oh, I'm thinking, like, something's not right here. And I went back and she said, well, if you paid for it, it costs $19. I said, all right, so let's go with heavy discounts. So they probably paid $10. And she said, well, depending on their discount level. Okay, so $10 from Markham to my home. But we haven't incorporated the cost from China to Canada by air. That's not cheap. And what about the suppliers? Who's paying them? Because all these shipping, and there's people in Ontario, you're not losing money. Something is wrong with this model. I don't know what it is, but like I said, if a um a producer at your uh your news stations ever want to connect with me, they got to go deeper, and that's where I have an issue: is the geopolitical component of it. So forget about the privacy aspect of the app. Forget about some of the garbage. There's something deeper, and you know what tells me? They're looking at data on the individual purchasing products, and that's what bothers me. Mm, Now, when I order the product. I ordered it using a computer, using a Linux operating system. It gets mailed off to my PO box. I'm using PayPal. So Timu knows nothing about me. I ordered it that way. But not everyone's going to do that, right? And not everyone has a PO box. And I want a PayPal account. But I do it because I need to educate. But I'd also like to protect my privacy to the best of the ability. But those are some great tips. So yeah, if you do want to try out Timu, just follow the tips that Paul shared and... Yeah, that's like the smart way of doing it. 
Do not use the app. Do not link your personal credit cards to the app or online if you're purchasing. I love it. I love it. I can't um, wait to see the comments on your Instagram page saying, OMG, now what? I already did it. Now what do I do? And you're going to see panic. You're going to see panic. Honestly, I see it every day. Oh, God. Okay, guys, download uh, download it. Oh, my God. No, no. Don't. Undownload it. Delete if you have it. Okay, there we go. Delete. Yeah. Power down the phone. Power it back up. Okay, yeah. there you go. Um, But, Paul. Yep. One more thing before before we wrap things up. It's it's summer. I love being outside in the summertime. I love having my phone. I know we were talking about taking pictures and videos, you know, for memory and stuff like that. And and I'm big on that. Like recently I took the girls to Ed Sheeran and we were on the floors and we were living our best lives and I'm filming them and I'm taking pictures because I want to remember. And so what is that called when parents do that? sharing over sharing of our children's photos my hand slowly goes up because i'm guilty of it for it the happens, record i i would say it happens a lot more in the summer a thousand percent because you want to capture those memories i'm not against taking photos of your kids i'm not against sharing them parents need to take into consideration we've got creeps out there someone just made the news in calgary please go and look it up it's actually linked to my facebook page about how a child's photos were stolen from a parent's Facebook account. The individual who stole the photos used those photos and telling the world that was his child. And he was seeking sympathy and money and all, whatever the case was until someone found the photo and said, um, that's not your kid. And the guy just got charged this past week. Wow. When you read stories like that, it should make parents want to cringe. When you take pictures of your kids, you need to have a private life. The private life is with you and who you would identify as your real human friends along with family. And that's one account. If you wish to have a public account because you run a business, um, you do fundraising, you are a person in the public, and that's amazing. Separate that. Your private life with those kids is for those trusted individuals who you know will appreciate them, not for the creepers out there who will go and manipulate the picture, use it to their advantage and steal it because there are databases of pictures of our children. And when I talk about not only uh, with pictures, I also talk about videos. I'm currently doing a project right now, which we'll talk in another presentation or segment about how pic children of, um, pictures of children, sorry, are being used through certain social media apps and videos, and they're being sold on private chat sessions in the underground economy. So back in the day, you had to go to the wow. dark web to get, you know, content of children. Now it's available on what we call the surface web, which is where everyone has access to it. Why? Because the content creators are just basically stealing the videos and the pictures from Instagram, from TikTok, from the open uh, Facebook accounts of parents. They're putting them all together saying, you guys like this gender and this age group? I've got a thousand pictures. Would you like them? And they're selling them because that's a lot of work to gather and to download and compile. And so parents, if that makes you cringe, it absolutely should. So when you take pictures, remember privacy of your child is of the utmost importance. I cannot stress the importance of that enough. Your child's privacy is first and foremost in your life. Protect it. Because later on, they may have words with you as to why you know certain pictures are out there when... You know they were cute, and I know they were cute. They thought it was cute as well, but they didn't know what was happening 
in terms of the internet never forgets. And that's why I want us parents to think about that. It's important. Yeah. Just keep that in the back of your mind. Um, yeah. Uh, it gets me because I, I'm one of those parents, Paul, and you know that, you know, you know me personally. Uh, you always get me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but Paul talking about parents and the fact that school's out, you're done with your sessions with students. However, you're not really done with your sessions with parents. And you've got one coming up Tuesday, July 4th, which is a few days away. So tell us about that before we uh, we end things off on the show. Yeah. So in the summertime, I like to uh, do events where I get to give back to charities. And so on Tuesday, July 4th, I have three events, but the one that's open is the one for parents. So if you've ever seen my presentation to parents in the evening, at 12 p.m. at the Monte Carlo Hotel, you have to get tickets through Eventbrite, but the link is on my Facebook page. I'm doing a parent session. So just for parents, guardians, caregivers, educators, it'll be from 12 to about 1.15. And of course, questions. My next session, which is for parents and their little kids, is sold out. And then in the evening, I have two sessions, one which is for parents and teenagers. We're going to be talking about sextortion. Uh, there's 10 tickets left for that. And then my last one, which is always one that sells out incredibly quick, is my mother-daughter presentation for moms and their 12 to 19-year-old daughters to come in. We talk about very sensitive topics, but we make sure that our daughters are well-protected online. But the parent one, which is more general overview, is available. And um, all the dollars that I raise go to charities of my choice. Thank you so much, Paul. You're amazing. Really quickly, what is your website so people can link to your Facebook and your Instagram and all your socials? Socialnetworkingsafety.net. Or so just go, go to there. Facebook. Just go to Facebook and type in Paul Davis Tips and you'll get my website and you'll get everything. There you go. So go there, get all the info you need, and we will catch you next week. Same time, same place. It's the Parenting Show. And I'm your host, Pina Crispo, chicmama.ca. Yeah.